When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Four Center Presents Databank Dive. I'm Ken Napsack. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and this is the show where we do almost exactly what the title says. We take a character, a place, basically any noun, we'll do some verbs eventually, from Star Wars, and we dive into the topic supported by the StarWars.com databank, the information there, and of course, going even deeper into the wild, wild world of Wikipedia. Indeed. We did a first season of this on the Companion Sci-Fi app. Check it out if you want. Tommy Valentine over there, Companion. Uh, we're, we're getting to hang out with him in London for Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> finally, finally, after all these years. 
uh, working and listening to them. Also want to let you all know about our Patreon page, patreon.com slash four center. It's a great place. If you want to support the podcast directly, uh, it's uh, helping us grow, sustain what we do, all those wonderful things. But hey, here's what I'm excited about. Indiana Jones and the Perilous Podcast is our Patreon-exclusive podcast show there. The episodes will become public after Indiana Jones 5, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny's release. But join us for the journey up to Dial of Destiny on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash center. All right, Joseph, we are, uh, I guess we could still say Mando season. It, it, mm-hmm. We're in it. We're not leading into it. We're in it. And we, we had kind of pressed pause on databank dive. So to return, because we were busy uh, analyzing Bad Batch and, of course, the Mandalorian. So with that in mind, our topic today, Joseph, going into the StarWars.com databank is the client. Yeah. I'm waiting for this one. I, I, one of those <laughs> ones, I was surprised that we didn't. Do so. Here's what we do on the show. As you all know, we're going to go to StarWars.com databank and see what they have to say about the client. And here it is. It is. Let me double check. One sentence. A mysterious <laughs> imperial who keeps a low profile in a safe house on Navarro. Come, the client is the face behind an otherwise faceless bounty on an off rec- off the record assignment with a high value. That, well, you know that takes <laughs> us into season one of the Mandalorian. There. <laughs> The client, that is the client deed. But uh, thankfully, we go to uh, the fine folks at Wikipedia, uh, the uh, source of uh, a lot of other information. And we're going to read a little bit extra from there. And there's a pretty big entry there going through some of the individual episodes that he appears in on The Mandalorian. But here's some stuff I pulled. The client was a human male who served as an imperial officer in the Galactic Empire. After the Empire's fall, he continued with an imperial remnant led by Moth Gideon. Uh, born between 70 BBY and 61 BBY, uh, again, uh, known as the client. He became an imperial officer, but he earned himself an imperial medallion indicative of high honor. Mm, stoic and stern-faced, he had a very refined, calm, and polite way of speaking his oppression. I added the his oppression. Uh, <laughs> quick thoughts there, uh, Joseph. Uh, uh, do you wish there was more on the Dot com is this perfect mysterious? <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes you can tell when the database entries have been written right after the very first episode comes out, uh, because eh, there's a little bit more to be said about the client by the end of the season. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the one sentence description of the client on the databank is a testament to the idea of you are what you do, because it only mm-hmm. really lists what he's up to nothing really about him he's mysterious he keeps a low profile that's it here's where he lives you know everything uh which is fine we love celebrating the different uh databanks that some of them have so much personality and flair and some of them are clearly like we just met this character we know nothing about them but here's our databank entry we Uh, we know yeah there's some popular discourse around him let's uh (laughs) let's let's get it in there let's go he strangely looked like human male werner herzog i'm glad that they didn't uh include that uh, the Wikipedia, that, it's always great when Wikipedia then, well, yeah, we'll go through and yeah. like he cleared his throat in, uh, in this establishment at this date. Um, so you get all those details there. But uh, the human male known as the client, um, I assume that's just uh, stylized, you know, way to discuss mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. But I do love the idea that we know him as the client because that was his relationship to the narrative, right? Yeah, but I love the idea that that was maybe his cool nickname that he told people to call him. Uh, as I've stated on Fort Center before, I have such a problem with people who make you call them their nickname that they haven't earned, that they just give themselves. So now, now you've just changed my relationship with the client. 
Yeah, like he's got some really dumb Star Wars name. Like his name is like Bubo or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. please call me the client. And like young Imperial. And the people are like, what? Why? Client of what? That's so funny. Hey, you know, you try to you not know, have your uh, personal bias sway too much of your Star Wars talk. But this one might be tough for me. No, that's a great point there. <laughs> and I do love, I do love the client. Uh, before we go any further, we're going to discuss kind of riff on the client here, of course, but uh, we we got to, you know, cover the basics. Uh, how would we physically describe the client? And it's okay to say it looks like Werner Herzog. Yes. Uh, artist, filmmaker, deep thinker, Werner Herzog in a trench coat <laughs> is, uh, well, it's a little bit fancier than trench coat. You know what? You know what I think his vibe is more than anything mm. is mm. he's like a, a World War One war reenactor like i feel like that that jacket the style of his metal like the the fur lining everything is just really sort of evoking like (laughs) i bought this coat on ebay uh because i actually think maybe uh the right side didn't win the war which of course ties (laughs) very much into his vibe in the show because that's that's his actual thought absolutely absolutely this is great i i actually had a question on here deleted because i was like ah I don't, it's early in the morning when we record this. I, I can't have Joseph go into this kind of uh, undefined realm. I was just going to have the question was describe his aura. And then you ended up doing it perfectly. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> the wrong side won. Mm. Yeah. How would you describe him? Uh, same thing. Like if your grandfather, um, you know, probably maybe played in some industrial German punk band and kind of kept kind of like, I'm going to have a cool jacket and some medallion, and I'm I'm artistic, but I'm from another era. I, I like the direction you 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 went with it too. That's 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 deep. But he just has that like he definitely looks like your your grandfather, but he's got something else going on. Especially if you look at the full shot of him. I think Wikipedia has when it's one of those kind of concept art pieces. Boots, you know, nice pants, uh, you know, but the jacket dominates. The medallion clearly dominates. So it's like he's got some stories, some stories to tell. He doesn't just talk about weather at the family ring <laughs> yeah like on on first glance you'd be like oh hey yeah he's uh, he's oh what he's just he's wearing a coat maybe it's chilly and then you like come look at his in, entire mm-hmm. outfit and you're like yeah there's nothing subtle about this guy um yeah. i think i've told the story i found his action figure at best buy mm-hmm. uh the black series and then we needed to go furniture shopping <laughs> so it's just carrying around wearing a Herzog in this furniture store and it would it putting him on like nice bookends and desks and man he he really uh, he really rung out there he, he stood out he does indeed uh we can celebrate the casting here as well but I do want to get into the character here we we clearly don't know much about his background he's mysterious by design and I love that we, you 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 celebrate along with me here the these tip of the iceberg storytelling and there's a large iceberg underneath the surface of the client's waters here. Uh, he is described as refined by Wikipedia, as we said. But here's my first question. Do you think the client was always from the galaxy's upper crust, you know, those upper crust parts of society? I have the thought of maybe he worked his way up to the top. Is this an act? Is this a put on? Is this to overcompensate? Uh, or am I completely off base? No, I, I really get that vibe. I don't, I think he 100% believes it. But it feels like an affectation to me. It mm-hmm. feels like he was a a scrum rat of Corellia or something else uh, that you know uh, was looked down upon by the people that he he was trying to please. Probably first in the in the Republic, and then mm-hmm. uh, all on board with yeah, the Republic should be the Empire. Um, I totally get the vibe that he was looked down upon. 
and he worked his way up the imperial ranks and just realized like oh I bet they will take me more seriously if I, you know, use big words. No, no, no. It's not a drink. It's a libation. <laughs> then this little upstart Piet will look at me with respect. <laughs> uh, and I don't think it worked. I think everybody was like, what is he talking about? Who does he think he is? You know? Yes. No. I. I yeah. Oh, gosh. I, 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 you got me excited here. Yes. I, I think. I, I think he was a bit of, I think he worked his way up, like you said. I, I think that, that, and there's something, uh, you know, admirable about that, right? It, it, and not that you're leaving behind who you were or where you're from, but just that, you know, you try to prove yourself, you try to, you know, raise your station, all those kind of things, but it just wasn't going well. And I look at him as like a failed artist type mm. who uh, is, well, I can't paint it, so I might as well collect it, which is completely fine. But then to compensate, he, he did exactly what you said, just like, I'm going to, you know, there was a God bless it. But there was that time where everyone was like, what, "Is Madonna speaking with a British accent? What's go, like, what's going on?" <laughs> and and I think he's got that. And I think you're absolutely right. I think he does get some power. He he rises in the ranks. He gets this medallion. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but then he's still an outcast, and he's not part of the contingency plan clearly. And I don't know how much in Star Wars canon they really factor that in, right? Was Moff getting left behind? Did he choose not to go? How much does the Emperor's contingency plan, especially as it was laid out in Aftermath and the Aftermath trilogy, really affect Star Wars storytelling? I don't know. We still might find. But I just think the client was on the wrong rocket ship. Not to the one, not to the one to Mars. He was, he was sent on the one to the sun. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> yep. I almost like the idea that he, like, maybe he was, like, really, uh, proud of his you know rough and tumble allegedly lesser than but not really lesser than origins right and then maybe he encountered thrawn it's like ooh, oh, <laughs> i'm gonna do the thrawn thing i'm gonna speak slowly and softly and use big words and like really <laughs> pretend like i'm a puppet master of all kinds like, your your fantasy book and the star wars scene i want to see it will be one episode 28 minutes of just one conversation at a table between thrawn and the client yeah and uh, like that total that joke of you know in its in real life it's totally understandable people are experimenting but in high school you know when somebody was like totally really straight laced and like they you just come back next year and like they're goth now uh they got you know <laughs> And the idea that people knew him as this kind of rough and tumble, all these spitting and swearing, dank ferret this, dank ferret that, and then he meets Thrawn and he comes back, hello. <laughs> oh, it's too, re it's too real. I had a friend who one year showed back up uh, with a red beret and a trench coat. No explanation. <laughs> no explanation. Just yeah. <laughs> and yeah, no judgment. It's people finding their path, experimenting, but it is still funny from the outside. Yeah, We've all no. done it to some extent. I, I'm living it. I, I no longer look like a off-duty FBI agent taking his kids to soccer practice. I change the way I dress. It, it happens. Uh, and I, but I think the client is an example of it going too far. And then especially when he starts, you know, earning things, getting a, a little bit of a, a patting out of the resume, uh, merits come come to him. And, and, and he has this imperial medallion that he's still very proud of. And, and mm -hmm. you know, it, it's it's indicative of high honor. So some more headcanon here, because again, this is such a mysterious character until we find out, until we get the comic one shot shot of the client gets his honor. Uh, what do you think he did to earn that Imperial medallion? I am, I am torn. My main instinct is absolutely nothing. I don't, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think that's his. <laughs> <laughs> Truly stolen valor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is the way he's, 
you know, displaying it on his chest does have like a, you know, Christmas story, the, the leg lamp. This is a high honor kind of vibe that he's really trying to show off. Right. And there is something in in his story that maybe he was a, a high ranking imperial. Maybe this is all part of uh, Palpatine's, you know, contingency plan to keep the cloning operation going. But I get more of a vibe that Moff Gideon was kind of powerful and, and uh, the client is one of the, you know, his enforcers that he gobbled up who had nothing going. Um, yeah. That, since, since that's more of my vibe, I think this is my total uh, headcanon for the client. I think that he stole that out of Piet's locker <laughs> while he was jumping in the escape pod of the executor while it was going down <laughs> over the Death Star. He saw he saw a bit of the future. Uh, you know, we can no one's going to know. The his, history's been erased a little bit here with the empire and I can rebuild myself again. It's kind mm-hmm. of mm. mm-hmm. like Yeah, this. and if it is his, I think he got it from doing something just heartlessly nasty. Like, you know, uh if there's a, you know, a planet mm-hmm. full of uh, uh abandoned children and he stole resources like like literally taking candy from babies and then he's wearing a medal to be like, look what I did. Yep. I, I went to that spot as, as well. I went to the, because re- just look at Navarro, right? Not that I think he got this from Navarro, but like that, that, that Sid, the Sid, Navarro city, when we get there is, is, is pretty depressed, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, you know, rundown and look where it is now uh, as we follow the man of the story. So I think that's his kind of vibe. So yes, taking some resources. But then I also thought just the way, he kind of the vibe he gives me, but especially the story that we're, we're kind of crafting for him here that he did win it. It is his, but it was something as like best Excel sheets, like paperwork. <laughs> like it's something where he's like, you know, I'm a doctor and it's like, and anyone who earns a doctorate, I have my respect, but it's like, he's, he's opening up a medical practice and it was not in that field. Like he's <laughs> just like, and, and no one's checking at this point in the galaxy. Oh, you got, you got the Imperial medallion of high honor. Good for you. You must've done something great. And, and he, he really did something small. That, that's like his uh, award for uh, no Dianogas in your trash shoot this month. Congratulations. Yeah. Which are needed things, right? You, you need this. Uh, so he should be, it's the same thing again. He should be proud of that, but he can't be. And he's not stopping there and he's and he's taking his pain and putting it into other people by crafting this client image, <laughs> which makes him dangerous to me. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we get really when you think about it, just a scant few moments with the client. And it's some of, you know, my favorite things. I think you enjoy them as well. Clearly uh, in Mandalorian, his scenes are wonderful. Um, but the way Star Wars can work, it doesn't always work this way, but it can work this way. Uh, what other parts of the Star Wars saga would you like to see the client pop up in? Mm, yeah, I mean, I think that I do love the mystery of him, but, you know, I, I wouldn't mind him having a story, a story in the Return of the Jedi 40th uh, anniversary book that they're putting out that from a certain point of view, if one of them Ooh. was his, what he was doing as the Empire was falling, that might be fun. Um, if uh, the Bad Batch uh, does indeed continue, and we should probably note, uh, we are pre-recording these quite early because they're coming out while we're in London. So who knows what information yeah. might come to light? Maybe the uh, the young client television show will have been announced by now. Uh, but if the Bad Batch continued, it would be great to see a zealous client mm-hmm. <laughs> just being like, yes, yeah. order. Isn't this great? You know? Yeah. 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 Oh, so happy that order has finally come to the galaxy there. That's too, that's too um, great ways to look at it. I, I, I do, I want to go either way. Young client saves his own day, a kind of vibe. You could even go into, uh, 
uh, prequel era stuff for me, like go way back, you know, seeing this formed at school, seeing him at art school on, on the boo or something like that, you know, <laughs> uh, maybe he was a classmate of, of chief. I don't know, but I'm, I'm intrigued by crashing two kinds of star Wars uh, storytelling styles into each other. Cause I think he would be a wonderful uh, bridge of the gap here. Client showing up in some of the final episodes of Andor. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Herzog there, um, I think is, you know, he's, he's never set out to be, uh, you know, an actor first, but I, I, he, he was so good in this role. I, I, I think he would fit in and then, you know, it's, it's not that long ago from, from, you know, 10 years or so you could, you could, you know, de-age him if you want to a little bit. I don't think you need to, and, and just have him in, in, uh, like Mon Mothma talking <laughs> and, uh, or actually him and Luthen over the collectibles, over the artifacts, all that kind of stuff. In in that conversation with with Clea there, oh, that'd be that's oh, that'd be what that's perfect. Yeah, because you, you know that the client. I would love for the client to come in and want to be an expert and have Luthen have to contain his anger when the client insists that he knows the truth of the artifacts and he yeah. just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I have mentioned many times lately working at uh, the Mill City Museum in uh, Minneapolis is a museum about many things. But one of the things about it is the actual functioning of a uh, of a flower mill that revolutionized a lot of things. But sometimes there were there were frankly men who would come in who just couldn't abide the fact that they didn't already just automatically know how the machinery worked. Like, you know, they just were coming from that perspective of like, by birth, I should know how all machinery works. And I can't stand that yeah. this young artsy kid is going <laughs> to tell me how a machine works. So they try to, they'd ask how it works. And then they'd interrupt you to, to try to explain it to you. Like that's the client <laughs> in Luthen's shop. Yes, that's exactly it. Uh, <laughs> that is a corn press. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not this isn't a corn mill. <laughs> it was all based on gravity. No, it, re- it really, it really wasn't. There was a, yeah. Eh. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, I love that idea. Uh, so we'll, we'll, fingers crossed, fingers crossed with the client Luthen crossover. We all, uh, quite frankly, deserve. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, well, one of the reasons we can only go back with his storytelling is we can't go forward. Deaths aren't always permanent in Star Wars, but eh, most of them, I think, are. Uh, <laughs> how do we feel about the client's death at the end of season one, chapter seven, to be specific, I believe? Uh, brutal, but powerful and great. You know, um, I, I was definitely bummed to see him go. Uh, yeah. But in some ways it's good because, you know, there are characters who come back. There are characters who who stick around and sometimes a character is loved and then people get a little annoyed that they never go away or that kind of thing. All that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm glad that the, the client doesn't need to deal with any of that. He was just one amazing season of being a strong, distinct flavor. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like sampling some kind of great strange cheese where you're like, oh, I can only eat a small bite of that <laughs> and I can't have it every meal. But damn, is it delicious? So yeah. uh, there's a part of me that definitely wanted him to go on. But I also enjoyed the fact that he was a Star Wars character who got to be this strong, distinct pop of flavor. And then if you want to taste it again, you get to go revisit that season. Indeed, 20,000, uh, 20,000, 2019, 2019, that's, a, that's <laughs> 2019, we're still talking about him in this way. Uh, he, he's so memorable, but I'm with you. There's there's some lessons in there if you want to follow some of the themes of the Empire, Moff Gideon, and and uh, how you're just pieces and pawns in someone else's plan, even though you, you think you got a medallion and you're secure. So there's something about that I like, but I'm with you too. It's hard to separate that 
man, one more great scene with him and, uh, you know, any character, you know, uh, uh, just to have uh, Werner Herzog there uh, is something I, I just immediately felt like, ah, all right, but okay. But story-wise, it worked. I don't think he would have been the strongest of villains going forward. I think that was that was Gideon's role and needed to be. So uh, I'm with it. But I, I, yeah, I, I felt I felt the the sting of his loss a little bit, a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. I was I was shocked. Uh, you know, it made a little bit of real world sense of like, okay, maybe, maybe Werner Herzog isn't isn't signing up for like, yes, I want eight seasons. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was such good storytelling, right? To put him across is the the big villain, and then to see him as just a pawn it was a great way to really introduce Moff Gideon and, you know, rewatching Mandalorian recently, I really appreciated how much uh, his story does speak to Imperial horror shows. You, you are alluding to it. Um, you know, there, there's plenty in, in the Mandalorian that ex- explores nuance and gray areas, but I personally feel like it is still telling the classic star Wars storytelling uh and that's that <laughs> authoritarian regimes are are awful uh you know the the client failed he fa- he he talks a big game but like he lost the baby basically twice <laughs> yeah right yeah he was he was proud he was proud to present a pram uh to moff gideon there with nothing in it uh and the price of failure in an authoritarian regime is death and he yeah. died moments after going on and on about the great order and how the imperial empire was better by every metric well, except for maybe valuing life <laughs> yeah 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 oh that's uh indeed well well said there uh we are celebrating this character though even though sometimes it's fun to root against these characters uh so the question we always ask what is the magic of the client what does he bring to the star wars saga uh, is it just the medallion is it just the the words what is it just I think it's the fact that he is exactly what I think I want in a villain. He is terrifying, but likable to the audience. Like you want Mm. to watch him because he's, he's different. He's charming. And you can say like, I disagree with every word, every perspective coming out of his mouth, but I love to watch him. I love to dislike him. You know, Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's his, his charms. It's similar to to Palpatine of like mm-hmm. every word is awful, but man, it's fun to hear. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think, I think there's a, he, he's well-written and well-delivered that his arguments, when you break them down are, are full of malice. There's a lot of taunting cruelty about mm-hmm. the state of the, the Mandalorians, but they kind of sound logical on the surface. And it kind of sounds like you're maybe having a discussion with somebody who, has read their history and knows what they're talking about just on the surface. And then you get just a little bit beneath that and you realize that he's just rotten to the core. And I think that makes him powerful too. Cause you kind of lean in and go interesting. Wait, no awful. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can tie that to the real world pretty quick. Too. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. There is this, um, especially for Mando season one, it was its own thing. And, and, and despite, uh, you know, what you might've wanted the show to be, and I'm really speaking to myself in terms of dialogue pacing, you know, especially season one had a lot of that adventure of the week stuff like real strong versus, uh, you know, it's still present, I think in the show, but it was, it was something pretty powerful then um, to have him show up um, and just chew up the scenery was like something I really valued. Quill was like that on the light side version. This was the dark side version of uh, the dialogue in that, in that, show again going back to season one where it, it it just was like there was a little bit for me of like what what are they doing what what are they presenting but it just made sense he was so weird uh so different um just everything about it and and i'm dying to know and i don't know where it if it exists 
of Favreau, anyone talking about the dialogue for the client when they were writing it. Um, I know they wanted Herzog. They, they recruited him. Favreau did. And there's some great stories. You know, we know Werner Herzog didn't watch Star Wars, had, uh, hadn't seen it, didn't really know who John Favreau was. <laughs> okay, maybe finance another picture of his, like, great, all the stuff. But it just all works out wonderfully. And I just want to know some of the lines we'll talk about. But, like, did, did John come up with that at his old typewriter? <laughs> or, or did Herzog get to set and go, what if I say it the way that I would say Like, it's just fantastic to me and and um, leaves you with questions, more questions than answers. And I think that's sometimes what you need and a lot of magic to the client. Oh, yeah. A ton of magic to the client. Yeah. I, I just recently picked up uh, Werner Herzog's uh, take on the, the film Nosferatu. Uh, mm-hmm. And there is something about the client that is a little count dracula like of speaking in this it, obviously there is the the accent but speaking in this kind of tortured way that and he's like this monster who appears to be a gentleman on the surface so part of me is just feeling like are they just kind of riffing on that vibe is that what favreau is going for yeah. um f- final thing i'll say about the magic because we gotta i know we gotta get moving but um everybody loves to quote that i would like to see the baby which is great it's so powerful that he strings. I would like to see the baby directly together with the previous line, which is I see nothing but death and chaos. I would like to see the baby. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful choice. Well, we're going to talk about some of those quotes and make it all personal. Stick around and more data bank dive. here. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to Force Center. I'm Kat Napsuck. That's Joseph Scrimshaw here in the virtual studio of Databank Dive. We're having fun looking at the client. And you mentioned it right before that quick break, Joseph. Uh, I would like to see the baby is perhaps the most famous quote from him from season one. It's an incomplete quote, like you said, pointed out. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. And I think our personal favorites, uh, I don't want to speak for you, but uh, this this one spoke to our souls, I think. May I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? <laughs> that is, I want an entire documentary on that line from page to screen. That's what I want to know. The client gave us other more memorable quotes in, the, in modern Star Wars, I think. So, uh, number one, we'll talk about those quotes. But then a question to set it up here, Joseph, is if there was a client quote generator app, what new quote would you want it to speak? Spit out in the voice of the client is something. Uh, we'll get to that there, but I do want to talk about the quotes there. You mentioned it before. They're just so they're just so juicy and wonderful. They are. I think he, he. It's because the delivery is unique. It's because I think they uh, the the lines are are layered. Uh, they're threatening. Like the 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 may I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative is so great that you can sometimes forget the line right before where he runs his hand across Din's helmet. And talks about how beautiful Beskar is when forged by, you know, it's, uh, mm. it's you know, ancestral artisans. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's one of those, like, if that, if the, if the song right next on the album had not been the best song ever, the one right before it would have been yeah. the best ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it blew, but that one blew our minds so much. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, that is my favorite. They may offer you a libation. Celebrate yeah. the closing of a shared narrative. Uh, I asked my wife to make us a cross stitch of it. She uh, she made a practice cross stitch, and one of these days she's going to make us a cross stitch of that line. Oh, uh, it's it, it, yeah, it's just uh, so beautiful. Yeah, you're right it, because a lot of these lines, especially I would like to see the baby became so meme memeable and and just <laughs> memes, you know it's just that line appears more than the ones that set it up. But I, I love your. Uh, take that it's uh it's a it's the great track but don't forget the the song right before it, it's just as good uh i i didn't write it down but i love the one about pershing early on i'm just like his enthusiasm outweighs his discretion is that the that one <laughs> yeah it's it's right along those lines yeah his a lot of his dialogue reads as the script description but more like the character stuff of like the parentheses <laughs> you know but uh it's fascinating but all right all right let's have a little fun so uh, you know disney or lucasfilm releases a client quote generator app for your phone uh do you have a line or two that might pop out yeah i, I have two i have a scary one and a fun one which mm. seems right for the client uh the the scary one is your soul is unique in pulchritudinous which is why i would like it mounted on my wall <laughs> yes Yes, I think 
pretty scary. Uh, and the fun one for me is uh, to not eat the entire pizza is to be entirely a coward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you and I went into the same spots. I was like, how can that, that shared narrative libation one is, you know, such a uh, Star Wars version of a, uh, what you'd say to bar crawl. So uh, I went with uh, one one quote. Uh, Perhaps our partnership can be wrapped as tightly as this exquisitely prepared burrito frozen by the coldness of the world that would try to divide us. <laughs> That's a poem right there. Uh, pop your frozen burrito in the microwave there. Uh, Warner Herzog uh, was one of the most random castings in Star Wars. I loved it. Again, uh, check out Wikipedia for a little bit more of the story. You can link, uh, link to articles uh, that maybe go into it more. But I, I almost I want to know every beat of that decision and the process and how we made it. Uh, you know, we got some Deborah Chow with some great stories of the, the coward, you know, moment with the baby Yoda. I just I also much of the client don't want to know. I just want to imagine this <laughs> weird world where Werner Herzog ends up in Star Wars. Uh, but inspired by this, who else do you want to show up in The Mandalorian? Uh, we've got some great castings already from season two, uh, season three. We've got some at the time of this recording we haven't even seen yet. Um, so we'll be celebrating those characters. But going forward, we got at least one more season, Joseph. Do you want any other weird castings? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the really obvious one, because it has a relationship to uh, Werner Herzog in that uh, it is a... Uh, classic, uh, wonderful, artistic director who speaks in a uh, slow and deliberate manner. I need David Lynch. <laughs> oh, yes. I yes. want David Lynch to show up as, like, you know, uh, the client's cousin uh, who's, mm -hmm. you know, getting some justice. Uh, Lynch is phenomenal in uh, in Spielberg's uh, The Fablemans. If you haven't seen it, uh, check that out. So David Lynch or a pick that you might have as well. Uh, I still want to see Lady Gaga in Star Wars and maybe a surprise appearance for one episode in The Mandalorian would be just right. I, I yes, no, I, 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 I'm all there for that. Absolutely. Um, and I, this, this, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This was the, can I get Joseph to answer David Lynch without asking the <laughs> portion of it there. Um, yeah. So I, in, in the same vein or just, yes, yeah, some wild, I, I have, I have perhaps two choices. One is kind of, you know, when I watched Herzog in in, in the Mandalorian, I, I thought of this guy a lot. He pops up every now and then. Most recently for me, it was in the Coen Brothers collection of, of uh, stories set in the uh, Old West there. Tom Waits is a mm. uh, you know, uh, great uh, singer-songwriter, shows up in a lot of things. One of my favorite appearances of, of him is in the in 1999 movie Mystery Men, where he plays Dr. A. Heller. Um, say it say it with me. A. Heller. Uh, Dr. Heller. Uh, he's just... He's just He's just got that vibe. And I think he would fit so well in the Mandalorian show and universe. Um, oh, yeah. You know? Oh, he, he's totally in line with uh, with that vibe, with the Favreau vibe, with the Werner Herzog vibe. Yeah. Cast him in a Renfield-like role, like his yes. role in, the, in Bram Stoker's Dracula. It'd be beautiful. Right. Well, you know what? I, you know, I want... I want Grief Karga to expand his repertoire of who is allowed to play in the courtyard. And I want Tom Wicks <laughs> to be like, uh, look, uh, this, uh, this music's nice and everything, but uh, let's get something a little bit more real in the courtyard. He's just, yeah. One of my favorite lines is from Mr. Man. And it's him eating like a bowl of cereal, watching the news after the big climax. He's like, that a fraculator worker, what? And it's just one of my favorite deliveries <laughs> of, a, of a line yet. Uh, so there you go. Tom Waits. But the, my other backup choice, it, it's not the same vein, but, it, you know, um, much like uh, your, your use of uh, Gaga there in this, it's just something kind of weird and wonderful and spectacular. 
we've got so many uh, Cheers players in this world. Mm. I, you've got to get George Wenton there at some point. <laughs> George Wenton. <laughs> whether, and whether he's, I've always, the joke, and I'm not the only one to make it because I actually thought it was true. A lot of people thought he was Malakili. There, there's similarities in the face to mm-hmm. that Malakili performer and him. And so why not make him an, an older Malakili? Uh, time has passed <laughs> and he's at the canteen in the corner uh, talking about the old days. So. Oh, yeah. He can be drinking in Freetown. Yes. Yes. What do you do? I sit here. Uh, the final one, uh, making it really personal. Is there an award or honor you've received that would all, you would always wear around your neck if society would let you? I guess you could choose to buck the trends, Joseph, but if you could walk around with something like that, what would you do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I, you know, some diplomas and, and some of the accomplishments I'm proud of in life didn't, didn't come with any actual physical mm. uh, manifestation of the accomplishment. So I have to go with one of the few physical items I have for an accomplishment. Uh, my, my friend used to host something called RogerCon, where he would have a bunch of friends over for the entire weekend to his house. His name was Roger. So it was Roger Khan. And one of the things that we would do at Roger Khan is have a tournament uh, to play Super Smash Brothers. And one year I, I won the Super Smash Brothers tournament uh, and he gave me a large engraved trophy that looks like an actual sports trophy. But then it just has a hot dog on the top. <laughs> so I'd wear a hot dog trophy around my neck and say, you know, for Super Smash Oh, I love that. I love that. I, yeah, I, you know, I, I wish I had more confidence to, to wear some of these awards from, from the past. Uh, my old PE coach, um, uh, Barry Ehrlich, and a lot of you know who, who might know Brett Ehrlich from uh, uh, Nerd Alert, uh, Young Turks, and all that stuff. He, that was his uncle, I found out. We ran into each other at Screen Junkies, and he, he was, it, somehow it synced up, and it was great. He was the PE coach in seventh grade, pulled me in front of the entire school. Uh, the PE class and, 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 you know, and was like, Hey, I saw this kid perform this weekend in the, in the, in the school drama. And I want to give him an award for it. And he handed me like a little, um, you know, the, the, the drama faces, the smile and the frown, that, 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 that mm-hmm. thing. And, 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 and it was like a pen. It was a pen to put on my jacket. And I want, it was such a great moment in front of, you know, the athletes, the jocks. And even though I love sports, I wasn't that <laughs> and, and to mm-hmm. acknowledge me. And I, I just, I should have worn it around on my heart and soul and jacket for the rest of my days. And I didn't, I didn't. So I go back, <laughs> I go back and do that one there. That'd be great. That's a great type in. There you go. There you go. And I also did, I won some speech tournaments later on in, in, in eighth grade and uh, they did hand out trophies. And I was quite proud of the first one because all my friends had won trophies and I hadn't won one yet. And I finally got one, one for a humorous interpretation. And it was big. It, I would look like a little bit like Flavor Flav, but uh, I would wear that there. But we'll have to talk about that. I did speech for a little while too. And we haven't talked about that. So we'll have oh. to get into our humorous interpretations. Oh, I can't wait to tell you what I won with. All right. <laughs> um, uh, we are going to rate the wild, weird, and wondrous factor of the client. Our rating, of course, is based on one of the original Star Wars weirdos, Lobot. So out of 10 Lobot heads, one being the least, 10, of course, being the most. Joseph, how many Lobot heads do you give the client? I would like seven and a half Lobot heads. Uh, I would like to see them and wear them and put them on my wall. Uh, Yeah, I think it's about a seven and a half for me because I think what is magical about him is he isn't that weird on paper. I guess his dialogue is, right? But Mm -hmm. in in just in a treatment, right? There's like, oh, there's a 
there's an imperial remnant guy who kind of talks charming but you can sense the malice underneath but it turns out he's actually a pawn of the bigger bad and like, yeah no we've seen a lot of those kind of general imperial types uh and then the commitment to what he is, the way he represents, the way he expresses himself is just so flavorful and beautiful that I, I got to give him a, a full uh, 7.5 Lobot heads. That's beautiful. I think we're in the same range. I, I, I might say seven, but then I'll push it to eight simply because of his dialogue. Right. Like other than that and the medallion. But other than that, he's an old uh, fascist in a cool jacket or cape. That we're trench. We've seen that before in Star Wars. I think. Uh, on a lineup of characters, he might not stand out. It's it's everything else starts to stand out. And just knowing he was coming, the client uh, and Warner Herzog in the role, and then seeing it the first week was like, what? Record scratch? What is happening? This is beautiful. <laughs> this is weird. So, uh, therefore, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, go with 8 out of 10 for that one there. That is a great one. I, I, and I, I, I love giving him a different amount of heads because it just seems like he'd, he'd celebrate that. Um, one quick other thing I want to say about the client, since we've been talking about, is that a, a nickname he gave him? Mm-hmm. I want to ask you a, a question, Ken. Yeah. Would you like it if he did have a real name and they just did the Star Wars thing of mixing up the syllables of the actor's name and his real name was Zogher Nerwer? Would you be okay with that? I'd be a 100% okay with that. I'm going to start a campaign for that. <laughs> beautiful. That'd be beautiful. Uh, absolutely needs to happen. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, there there you have it, folks. We have celebrated the client. Let us know what you think about the client. Let us know your ranking. You can do so by reaching out on Twitter at Force Center Pod. And once you're there, you can link to all the things we do. As Joseph said, we pre-recorded these episodes. We are currently uh, having fun at the Excel Center in London Star Wars Celebration. So hopefully we've seen you or will see you. See, we'll see you or seen you. <laughs> we'll see you around around there. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun. You can follow me at Ken Abstock. Go to my website, KenAbstock.com. Joseph, where can they find you and all your humorous interpretation speeches? <laughs> you can find them all on social media at Joseph Scrimshaw uh, across many social media platforms and on my YouTube channel. Just search for Joseph Scrimshaw. There you go. We'll see you next time here on Databank Dive. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.